This podcast is made by Awesome Panda Productions. Find out more at awesomepandauk.com. Hello and welcome to the RG10 podcast, brought to you by the people behind RG10 magazine. The aim is to bring you interviews, information and entertainment. In fact, anything interesting that's relevant to living around here. The Henley Literary Festival is one of the UK's biggest book festivals. It usually has 190 events for adults and children, with last year's lineup including Theresa May, comedian Paul Merton, and cookery legend Mary Berry. But any prospect of equaling or even bettering those kind of numbers this year was crushed when it became clear that coronavirus precautions would not let that happen. But the festival has come up with another plan. They're going to be taking proceedings online, and yet again they've managed to book a stellar cast of writers, perhaps the most impressive yet. I've been speaking to the festival's events and programme director, Harriet Reed ryan She told me how the event is going to work, her tactics for booking a great guest, and what she does when that happens. But I started by asking her how she got involved in the festival. So we started 14 years ago and it was started by my mum who had just been made redundant from the Telegraph and thought a literary festival would be really fun and a really nice thing to do and that Henley would really take to one. Um, I think a lot of those things are true. Henley did really take to one. Um, It's been quite fun, (laughs) but it's not always fun. Um, And she basically started it, but didn't have any event experience. At the time, I was working as the events manager for um, Human Rights Watch, the charity. And I just sort of helped out on the side. And then as it's grown bigger and bigger, I took over the sort of logistics side, then the sponsorship side. And now I run the whole festival and have done for the last few years, really. She's still massively involved when I call her and ask her things, but more um, when she's asked rather than on the day-to-day running, which it works well for her. So, yeah, that's how I got involved, basically, through through my mum. <laughs> now, for obvious reasons, uh, things are going to be a little bit different this year. Tell me what's happening. How are you uh, getting around the uh, COVID-19 crisis? Yeah, um, we're going online. Um, We're going to run our first ever online festival, which is um, exciting and slightly frightening, all in equal measures. The thing about literary festivals, and for anyone who hasn't been, you know, our festival, it usually has 190 events over nine days. And it's, you know, an hour on, an hour off, an hour on, you know, in five different venues all running at the same time. And it's very buzzy, but it's very people orientated. You know, there's lots of people in, lots of people out. And you just realised there was no way with the COVID rules we'd be able to do that. So we've moved online with just 40 events, um, but 40 pretty brilliant events. And actually we've already done a couple of sort of pre ones and it's been so lovely because I got a message from someone the other night saying, Oh, such a joy watching this in my pajamas. So I think there are definitely highs to the uh, online side. You mean people don't normally come in their pajamas? No, I know. We nearly thought at one point we could do a um, like a social media thing saying the first literary festival you can come to topless, but we thought topless. Okay, speaking of which, how do I go about getting a ticket? No, yeah, it's seriously though. No. How do you get a ticket? And how do people actually uh, watch what's happening? Give me the nuts and bolts. Yeah, so um, you can buy all tickets online. We also have a um, phone lines open from ten till twelve, I think, every morning. Um, 
and then once you've bought your tickets um lots of the events are free some events are five pounds and then we've got slightly more pricier events but they all include the book so um for example we've got um coming up in the sort of on the 15th of September, we've got Kate Humble, and that's £25 including her book, but her book doesn't come out until 17th of September. So you'll be the first people to get hold of that book. And then we have a brilliant children's programme, which is going to be free of charge. So you sign up, and then on the day you receive an email, and it takes you into a streaming site called Crowdcast, which will just instantly work. And then you will see the speakers from there. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to delve down into, actually. Talk me through that experience. What do you think that will be like? Like you say, you've done a, a few test examples already. I think it's it's much nicer than I thought it would be, actually. I think, you know, we had an event with Nadia Hussein last week and Barney Gordon, and it was brilliant. It was a Thursday night and it was brilliant. And there was these intelligent, wonderful women talking. And I was sat here with a friend. Obviously, I was sort of hosting as well. But, you know, and we were watching and we were listening and we were remarking. And it did feel like that magic was still there that I didn't think would be there. Because I think there is that you actually almost have the time and the place to take it all in as you watch if that makes sense probably more than you do if you're in a packed out crowd and the person in front of you is moving their head and you're wondering where their coat's from and all of those sort of things I think there's something kind of very all-encompassing about it which is really good and there is still that interactive element people uh, can still submit questions can't they yeah it's brilliant it's actually better because they can ask questions and if somebody's taken your question which quite often happens you've got your hand up and then the person in front of you asks the question and you're like oh darn it that's what I was going to ask and you can actually vote for their questions so if you see, so say somebody says like, oh, you know, what's your favourite recipes, Nadia? Um, everyone can vote if they like that question. Or, you know, there was a brilliant question the other day about Marcus Rashford, the footballer. Yeah. And, you know, that got loads of likes. And actually that person would have probably, they might, might well have missed them. And it wasn't a question that I would have thought to ask, but it was all about, you know, food poverty and how, you know, using your power to deal with it and what she does with that. And what a brilliant question. And that whizzed straight up the charts and, you know, everyone was liking it. And there was something really lovely about that. And you can really feel the sense of audience more than I thought you would be able to. So this year, um, give me an idea of uh, the big names. What do you think the highlights are going to be? I will tell you when I did jigs. Uh, when I got them confirmed. Um, I do little jigs for everyone, my big jigs. I was delighted by Candice Braithwaite, uh, Florence Given and Brownie Gordon. And yeah. kind of, they are, we, I would call them three of social media's most vital voices at the moment. And they've all had Sunday Times bestsellers over lockdown and over this period. And they're just sort of all talking about womanhood and and I, the three of them haven't been together before. So I think that will be absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm really delighted by that. We've got David Mitchell of Cloud Atlas fame talking to John Boyne, who wrote the, the uh, Boy in the Striped Pajamas. And again, I don't think they've done an event together, so that'll be lovely. We've got Michael Mapergo doing a War Horse event, um, which will be absolutely brilliant. Um, I am utterly delighted and can't quite believe I would ever say this had it not been for this situation. But we have, from the USA, got... John Grisham coming for an event, which, you know, again, is a real positive of this situation because we decided to ask him because it doesn't matter where you are. Whereas previously he wouldn't be traveling over to the UK to do literary festivals. So, you know, that was a massive coup for us. It's not just about the speakers, is it? It's uh, the interviewers themselves. Tell me how important that is. 
um, it's so important. It's always been so important. It's been one of our kind of main things is getting the right interviewer to match. And actually, interestingly, over the years, it's the thing you get the most feedback about from um, audience members is if they like an interviewer or if they don't like an interviewer. Because I think it's really important how the conversation's set. And I think the whole thing about literary festivals is you're supposed to be sneaking a secret conversation, you know, with between two people. And how that conversation goes is so important. And that is often led by the interviewer. And this year, it's, if not more important, I think it's important we get people who are comfortable in front of the screen, because it's a very different ask this year. You haven't got the audience to bounce off. It's just you and them. So we've got a really brilliant lineup. We've got um, Graham Norton is being interviewed by Emma Freud. So you can easily do that the other way round and get an amazing interview, couldn't you? I know, right, exactly, exactly. And she's brilliant. She's interviewed... Um, Oh, we've had some brilliant people. We've had Palin being interviewed by her. Jack Monroe, she's an amazing interview of Jack Monroe. She's interviewed Sarah Brown in the past for us. She's brilliant. The other um, brilliant local interviewer that we have is um, Catherine Granger, who last year interviewed Theresa May. Gold medal rower Catherine Granger. Gold medal rower Catherine Granger, who is the most brilliant interviewer. Um, I think sort of people think sports people often can't turn their hand to other things as naturally perhaps I think there's a perception on that and she is so brilliant she's just got such a way with her so she is interviewing quite the mix she's interviewing Linda LaPlante um and Andrew Marr so quite the mix but both completely delighted to have her um so that'll be really lovely and I think there's something for us really nice about having Catherine because you know she's our gold medal our gold post box is that what it's called Olympic gold. I should I should have clarified that. Not gold medal at the local school sports day. Yeah, no, she's the most decorated female uh, Olympian, or was yes. until very recently. So yeah, no, she's and but she's you know we all got those gold boxes in two thousand and what was it two thousand twelve? Yes, um, for the Olympics. So she is Henley's one. That's how we got our gold post box. So you know she's a proper local person interviewing people, which I think is a really important thing. And actually, with Grisham, um, there's a lovely local author called. Cheska Major and she has a brilliant books and does very well herself but it's really important for us that she interviews Grisham so that there's a real feeling of it's a Henley interview it's not just mm. you know anyone interviewing Grisham that you could hear anywhere else so I think that's a real I think that's something we've really worked on this year and I mean like Alan Johnson the Labour MP is interviewing yeah, yeah. Craig Brown on the Beatles I, I, I have to say my asks for interviews have interviewers have been so easy this year so I email Kathy Newman and she's doing Michael Mopurgo uh, you know people were just I think because the request is actually easier it isn't please can you come to Henley from wherever you are and can you do this and can you do that it's a case of oh do you want to just spend an hour online talking to this brilliant person so you can see how the ask is much easier and therefore gets a lot of yeses. Going back now can you pinpoint the year or the time one particular moment where you thought this uh, the festival is getting really big now. It's really getting a reputation. There's a couple of introductions I've done on stage where I've just thought, I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, Judith Carr came, I think, for the first time about four years ago. She was such a vital part of our childhood reading, you know, the time you came to tea and, (laughs) you know, hit the stole my rabbit and all these brilliant stories. And there was this 91-year-old, I think, at the time, coming up on stage. I mean, that moment, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, I had it again last year with Michael Rosen, just, I mean, I know I'm talking children's, which is funny, but I think maybe because I grew up with them and they're there, I think, you know, there's that sort of idea, but Michael Rosen, you know, I think one of the most brilliant children's laureates we've had speaks so eloquently. I heard him speak years ago and the idea that we had him. And I mean, last year having to, when we announced Theresa May, she was Prime Minister. 
which was absolutely out of this world. And actually everyone loves this story, but we know that she is very good at supporting local and shops in all the local shops around us all, I think. Um, but specifically her bookshop of choice is The Bell, which is our bookshop. And we left a letter at The Bell for the next time she came in and The Bell kindly gave it to her. And that's how we got to Reason May. We just left a letter saying, would you like to do it? And we got a telephone call. And I'd almost forgotten that I'd given, I'd written the letter. And then I got a telephone call from the Prime Minister's office. And I was like, oh my goodness. So that, you know, it was definitely an element of, I can't believe that's happened. Finally then, have you got a, a dream booking at all for uh, the festival? Yeah, the Obamas. Either Michelle or Barrack, I don't mind. I wouldn't be fussy. I mean, both would be ideal. I went to see Michelle Obama. Um, I managed to get a ticket and everyone thinks I got it through some sort of, you know, book knowledge or, you know, publicist. But we just, my brother is brilliant at buying tickets and managed to get one of those tickets to the South Bank. And I, I think it was like 1,100 people there. And it was the most amazing event I've ever been to. She was just so inspiring. If I could bring the Obamas to Henley, that's my plan. But I'm not sure I'll ever pull it off. I actually know a surefire way of managing to book them for the festival. Go for it. Uh, you leave a note at their local bookshop and ask them yeah. to give you a call. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I've written a lot of letters over the years. It doesn't always work out quite as well as that. <laughs> there are lots of letters. I the Clooney's have replied for a letter, I might add. Um, oh, I'm, I'm up for a letter writing. Actually, Grisham, we were told we got him because of the letter. I think that's a really good thing to know, is because I think people sort of think I get people just by sort of, you know, I think we, everyone has to hustle a bit in life. Harry, Reed, Ryan, that's uh, very good advice to end the interview. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Not at all. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. That was Henley Literary Festival's events and programme director, Harriet Reed ryan And the festival runs from Saturday the 26th of September to Sunday the 4th of October. To find out more and book tickets, go to the website henleyliteraryfestival.co.uk or call the box office on 01491 575 948. Thanks so much for listening to the RG10 podcast. It'd be great if you could share this with others who you think may find it interesting, even those who've never even heard of the podcasting phenomenon. At the moment, it's just another way that we can all stay connected. If you do have any thoughts about who or what we can include in future episodes, then please do let us know via the rg10mag.com website or maybe in the comments section on Apple or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening and goodbye.